the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm taking a few days off, taking a break. We're rerunning some programs that we feel you'll enjoy. I'll be back live next Monday, January the 4th. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, December the 8th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today, on December 8, 1941, the United States entered World War II. Congress declared war against Imperial Japan a day after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Today, in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issued his Proclamation of Amnesty and Reconstruction for the South. Today, in 1949, Chinese nationalist government, they moved from the Chinese mainland to Formosa. We know it as Taiwan today. Formosa, interestingly enough, it's that big island off the coast of of China. I've been there a number of times. In fact, Marjorie and I have been there. We built a number of churches, helped start some churches there, working with the Christian community and the pastors and so on. And um, the word Formosa in Portuguese means beautiful island. Portuguese sailors uh, first spotted that. I mean, there were people living there at the time, but they spotted that and they came back to Europe and were referring to the island as as Formosa, a beautiful island. But we know it today as Taiwan. Taiwan is what the local people called it and still do. Um, It was, I think Taiwan means in Chinese or Mandarin or something, it means like terraced bay. So when people talk about Taiwan or Formosa um, and they want to talk about it in a kind of an endearing way, and a lot of the locals do, they they refer to it as, as Formosa, but People also refer to it, mostly tourists, I mean, although it's officially the name, I think. Tourists refer to it as the Terraced Bay. And um, either way, it's a beautiful place, and the people there are terrific. They really are. And the very, very strong Christian church in um, Taiwan. Today, 1980, former Beatle John Lennon, among other songs, he wrote the song about Imagine. He was shot to death outside his New York City apartment building by a fan who got mad at him. Today, in 1998, struggling to stave off impeachment, President Bill Clinton's defenders forcefully pleaded his case before the House Judiciary Committee. He was later asked why he got involved in an intimate relationship with Monica Lewinsky. And he said, I'll never forget this. He said, well, because I could. Today in 2013, hundreds of thousands of protesters poured into the streets of the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, toppling the statue of former Soviet leader Vladimir Lenin, blocking key government buildings and an escalating standoff for the president on the future of the country. 
wherever you go in the world, and I've noticed this in my missionary travels, people want freedom. Sometimes they organize and have the ability to fight for it, stand for it. Sometimes not. Sometimes they're just beaten into submission by primarily communist or Marxist ideologies. But everybody in their heart wants to be free because God created us that way. Ten years ago today, China declared its first ever red smog alert. Poisonous air quality reached such a level they couldn't even measure it. Forced the government to close schools, order motorists off the road, shut down factories. The whole country shut down. They couldn't breathe around Beijing. Couldn't breathe. A lot of things to be fearful about today. Do you know how many times the Bible tells us to fear not? Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible. In fact, it's been said that there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. Well, that would depend on which translation you were reading, of course, but that would be one fear not for every day of the year. In fact, Lloyd Ogilvie is a longtime pastor. I knew him pretty well. In fact, he asked me to speak in his church a couple of times. The Pres- Hollywood Presbyterian Church, famous church, they kind of kind of wrote the playbook for modern-day Sunday school, which has kind of been left behind by most churches now, and that's part of our problem. Our kids grow up to be people, and they don't know what they believe. But anyway, Bible school, or, or Sunday school, rather, was kind of birthed, as we know it, modern-day Sunday school, out of that church, actually, and Henrietta Mears and so on. But um, Lloyd was was a great guy, tremendous preacher and so on. And I got to know him pretty well. And he wrote a number of books, several of which I read when they were published and have them in my library. But one of the books that Lloyd Ogilvy wrote was Facing the Future Without Fear. And in the book, he says there are 366 fear knots in the Bible. He makes a point out of it. He said one for every day of the year, including leap year. He said, because God doesn't want us to go a single day without hearing his word of comfort, fear not. Well, you know, people jump on that and they get sidetracked. They say, well, we're going to get to the bottom of this and say, how many fear nots are there in the Bible? Well, there's plenty. I will tell you that. It just depends on which translation you're looking at. Lloyd was a Bible scholar and a theologian, I can tell you. But nonetheless, I think somebody has said that the word fear is spoken of over 500 times in the King James Version, and I don't know in the other versions that have come along. But the point is that God really doesn't want us to live in a spirit of fear. And that's why there's at least 365 fear knots. There's over 500 times in the King James Version where fear is referred to. And sometimes that fear is a reverential fear of God, a reverence toward God alone and Therefore, I do not fear anything or anyone else. The psalmist often spoke of that. Psalms are are chapters and and expressions of of bearing the soul. Have you ever thought of it that way? When you read through the Psalms, it's like just bearing your soul to the best friend that you'll ever have in your life. And that's what it's about. God himself, our creator, is a friend. Jesus Christ is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And yet, all things were created by him, and without him, 
nothing was made that was made. Christianity is one of the most powerful experiences, not one of, it is the most powerful experience that a human being can experience in this life. Coming into a personal relationship, a personal contact with God himself. And then God speaks to our hearts through his word and says, hey, listen, I know what's going on down there. (laughs) Don't be afraid. If you're all wrapped up in anxiety and fear, let it go. God will help you. I know, I know there's a lot to be afraid of today. Lots of things to create fear. I understand that. I live here too. I see all this stuff that's going on. I talk about it on the program here. And that's why I always try to put it in the context of God is in control. We've got to be informed. I'm convinced of that. If I wasn't convinced that Christians have got to be informed, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be sitting, I was going to say on the patio. No, I would be sitting inside looking out, but I'd be sitting drinking a cup of coffee. I wouldn't be doing this because I, but I am so convinced and in my heart and believing that God has spoken to me about this particular program that we do this, but I wouldn't be doing this. If I, I, I would just say, just forget it, disregard it, put it out of your mind, don't worry about what's going on in our world. But that is God's plan for his people. God's plan for his people is that we are informed as to what's going on in the world so that we can, to the best of our ability, and be to the best of, of faithfulness to the Lord, be salt and light. Not that we go out and change everybody, but we are among those people with whom we have influence, whatever that may be. It may be a one or two people, it may be millions of people. I mean, everybody has different spheres of influence, but the point is not how many, It's the point is being faithful and doing what the Lord has called us to do. And one of the things that we've got to keep in mind is that as we become informed as to what's going on in our world, we cannot let fear, fear, squeeze the very life out of us because God is in control. John talked about that. I mean, it's throughout the Bible. Like I said, over 500 times in the King James Version alone, fear is spoken about. John summarized it in 1 John. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love, as he said, but in Psalm. Psalm 56 is an interesting verse that often comes to my mind. David had been seized by the Philistines. He starts to become afraid. (laughs) Have you been there? Yes. But instead, he sets his vision on the Lord, on his Savior. In the midst of all of the reasons that he can be seized by fear, he praises God. He praises God for his word. Fear not. He says, I'm going to put my trust in you, Lord. Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4 says this. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Consider that. Take that with you. That's the word of the Lord for you today. Pointing to Joe Biden's silence on China and on their continuing um, excoriation of a long, long time, long term American ally like Australia, the Chinese Communist Party newspaper, their oracle, 
they put out a story this this week that I think is certainly is directed to the people of China, but I think it's a message to Joe Biden himself, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. The article is assuring the Chinese people that, quote, there is no legitimate reason for Joe Biden as president to back up Australia's condemnation against China. Now, I don't have time to go into all of this, but Australia has been really forceful in their resistance to China because China is expanding into the uh, the kind of the Indo-Pacific, the south part of the Pacific, not what we know as the South Pacific, you know, like beautiful islands and South Pacific, the movie and all that. But the, the, the South China Sea and into the southern part of the Pacific over in the Asian Indo-Pacific area. So, and, and because Australia, it makes them very vulnerable because China is expanding rapidly um, their military, they're building islands and so on. And I'll come back to that in a moment, making them military bases all throughout that area of the world. So Australia has been very, very fierce in their resistance. And the United States has backed them, particularly the last four years under President Trump. And that has been a real issue to China. Joe Biden, not so much. They know Joe and they like him. So the Global Times is assuring the Chinese people, that's the owned by the communist Chinese Communist Party, the Global Times. They're assuring the people that there is no legitimate reason for a president, Joe Biden, to back up Australia's condemnation. Those, those are their words, that's a quote, against China. The peace assures China that Biden will be able to apply pressure on Australia to tone down its opposition against China's expansion, as I just said, into Indo-Pacific region of the world. But I believe this message actually is to Biden and the people that he's gathering around him, not the Chinese people necessarily. They're letting him know that he better walk the line when he becomes president or else. The Chinese Communist Global Times article says Biden will be able to apply pressure on Australia to tone down its opposition to Beijing's rapid expansion into this Indo-Pacific region of the world. It goes on to outline the future of the U.S.-China relationships under a Joe Biden administration. It'll be marked by, quote, the normal track of ties to China marked by non-confrontation. That's what the Chinese are telling, the Communist Party is telling their country this week. They said, hey, this is going to be great. They already have Joe Biden elected. I don't. And I'm not calling him president-elect. Even if Chris Matthew, or I mean, uh, Chris, um, can't think of his last name. At five. I don't watch him anymore. I, I can't stay. Well, <laughs> I just don't watch him anymore. Chris Wallace. He... Um, Anyway, he was confronting one of one of uh, President Trump's cabinet members, Azar. I mentioned this yesterday, but it's still on my mind. He was confronting him Sunday on that news show that Fox does. Chris Wallace is their premier news guy. Um, he was saying, why don't you call Pre- uh, President-elect Biden president-elect? And Azar said, because I don't want to. He's not president-elect until... The electoral college votes, and that's exactly right. He isn't. But they want him to be, and no one wants him to be more than China. So the Global Times says, unlike 
Trump's team with Pompeo, the Biden administration will not expect Australia to treat China in a radical manner with brinkmanship actions that undercut the economy of everyday Aussies. In other words, they're siding with the people of Australia saying, oh, your government is bad because they're opposing us, but we're going to get that fixed because when a president, quote-unquote, Joe Biden, takes over the United States, the United States will not support you in your aggression in trying to stop us from our expansion. That's what the message is. And so they're getting this out to Australia. They're getting it out to their own country, of course. But, I mean, the people there are pretty much unable to do anything. I mean, they're under the iron fist of Marxism and communism. The Chinese Communist Party runs the country, and they own the newspaper, as I said. They go on. Biden will surely hope U.S. allies, including Australia, and I'm reading verbatim. This is not my words. It's their words. Including Australia, to keep pace with the U.S. in general and coordinate closely with U.S. strategies. The Times says, quote, if Biden adjusts U.S.-China policy, this will force uh, the Australia's government, Canberra, to reflect and change its previous calculations with Beijing. The conflict in the Indo-Pacific and South China Sea region is significant. They've been aggressively expanding on every front until President Trump applied the brakes on their aggressive behavior. In particular, China has been occupying, even creating islands out there in that South China Sea and building military bases on them in open waters where it doesn't even belong to China. It's not their, I mean, they're just taking over. It's not their sovereign national territory. The world has been preoccupied with fighting this COVID-19 virus the last year. China continues to fortify these islands out in the South China Sea. There's only been a muted response from the international community. China now has runways, dozens of hangars for fighter aircraft on a number of islands scattered throughout the South China Sea. The islands provide ports for their military ships. I mean, it's a big deal. And they've been out there. I wrote an article on this today, and there's pictures of it in the articles at faithandfreedom.us. But the U.S. and Australia have pushed back hard. And Australia has particularly pushed back because they're close to this location globally. The rest of the world has kind of stood by and watched. U.S. leadership on the issue has resulted in an alliance being created. And you don't hear this in the news because they don't, our news they do not want you to be informed. They just don't. And I've come to that slowly. A few years ago, I probably wouldn't have even made that statement. I said, well, they just have a difference of opinion. That's not true anymore. They have a difference of opinion for sure, but they work actively, actively to misinform you so you're not informed because an uninformed electorate, an uninformed body politic in a country, any country, is their desired goal, because they have an agenda, and it's a far-left, secular, progressive, godless society. This is what the Communist Chinese Party newspaper is talking about as well. But it's not, as I said, it's not meant for the Chinese people. The Communist Party couldn't care less about their people. This is a message to Joe Biden, should he become president of the United States. It's also a message to Australia that they better back off because the United States 
will put their hand on your shoulder and back you off if you don't. Australia has been trying to get to the bottom of this, the way China bungled the handling of this Wuhan virus that we don't call Wuhan anymore. It's interesting, isn't it, how other viruses, really there's seven or eight major viruses in more recent times, in our lifetime, and they've all been named for the area from which they came. And nobody really raised any issues about that. I mean, it is what it is. But all of a sudden, a virus from China can't say that. You'd be publicly shamed and criticized. So you can't call it a Chinese virus or a Wuhan virus. Even the press was calling it that. It was so common. That's what we did. But all of a sudden, China said, no, you can't do that. Oh, okay. We'll call it COVID. I'm not overstating that, and I I think most of you know that. But this is a message to Australia that they better back off this Wuhan virus thing because Communists have no tolerance for questions. They just want actions, and they want you to do what they say when they say. I've been in these communist countries as a minister, and I've been watched and followed. And I mean, (laughs) this isn't about me, but trust me, I know this from firsthand experiences about the Communist Party. They're anti-everything, everything that's decent and good and righteous. Global Times has recently published articles that were all directed at Joe Biden, even when he was running in the last few months for president. China sees an end to Australia's questioning, economic blocking of China's expansion. Australia recently blocked China from bringing in their 5G internet systems into the country that was a real blow to them because Trump has really cinched down the, their economy for all the reasons we know about. But they foresee a time when the tensions with China, I'm quoting them, will be welcome to serve U.S. interests with President Biden. The message that they put out over the last few months has been, Obey Beijing, do not challenge China's assumed economic superiority, in the world, and open your domestic markets without restraint. Those three key issues are what that Global Times talks about in every publication, every article that they publish. publish. Obey Beijing, do not challenge China's assumed economic superiority, and open your domestic markets without restraint. So these are the key instructions from China to a stumbling Joe Biden. Biden, or at least some of his people, they've gotten the message. Certainly his family gets the message. Here's why Biden will do what China tells him to do. In 2013, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden flew Air Force aboard Air Force Two, the vice presidential plane, to China. Ten days later, Hunter Biden's firm inked a $1.5 billion deal with a subsidiary of the Communist Chinese Government's Bank, of China. You have probably heard that before because I've mentioned it on this program and other conservatives with a bigger voice than mine have talked about it. It's not even disputed. It's a fact. They did that. What is said about it, the explanation is simply, well, well, there's no conflict there. And Joe Biden said for the last year or two that he's been running for the presidency, 
He said, well, I didn't know about, I don't know anything about Hunter's uh, financial dealing. That is, you know, a lie. It's all been exposed now. The light is on. So they just say, well, don't worry about that. And the press says, okay. And they never mention it. When Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, began to question what the Biden family was doing, he asked them, he asked James, Joe's brother, he said, how, and they had hired Bobolinsky to be the CEO of a company that was going to handle all this money because he's a financial guy. But he's a good guy. And he began to see this stuff, and he, he says, on the record, under oath, Bobolinsky says, Tony, he says, I asked James, how are you guys getting away with this? He said, I was beginning to think, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. This is not for me. And the answer, not Joe, but his brother, he said, well, <laughs> because we can. Nobody cares. Wobolinski left the Biden family business when he discovered they were merely peddling the influence of then Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden. In that case, $1.5 billion investment. He sat down with an interview with Fox News' Tucker Carlson. I have a great deal of respect for Tucker. The Fox article that followed, that Fox published, was more about Fox than about Bobolinsky. I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. More than 7.6 million people watched that interview. It's a record for cable news. That was back, what, a couple of months ago. We talked about it. Tucker Carlson, as usual, did a great job on the interview. He left Bobolinsky, he let him talk. Clearly, Bobolinsky is credible, transparent, and as I said, he's testified under oath. But the press doesn't care. They won't even talk about this. Last night, after I had written the article that I write, it had gone for publishing this morning, I saw that Tucker Carlson talked about this very issue on his TV show. I hope more people will begin to talk about this in a substantive way because we need to be aware of what's going on and we need to be aware of the Biden connection. Now, I haven't given up on the on the Trump election. Please understand where I'm coming from. But I will tell you, it will take a miracle of God to turn this around. The state of Texas this morning filed an election lawsuit with the U.S. Supreme Court against Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And I thought, well, do they have standing? And yes, they do. I read their, their lawsuit this morning earlier. They do have standing. And we'll see what happens. Others, Arizona Supreme Court has agreed to review the the election in Arizona now, even though the state has moved ahead and confirmed it and certified it and all that. The Supreme Court, the the state Supreme Court is going to look at it. I don't know what they will say, but they're going to look at it. That's all news that's happening this morning. But I will tell you that China is the greatest risk, humanly speaking to the United States of America. And they are moving forward, and Joe Biden is everything they could have dreamed for. I don't believe they pray, but I know they dream. And they're dreaming big. The Communist Party is focused and intent on taking over the world. The world. Not just that part of the world where they live. Bible prophecy clearly reveals In the last days, prior to the rapture, the church, powerful kings will race onto the world stage with two objectives, to conquer the world and to conquer Israel, destroy the Jewish people. 
Read Ezekiel 38, 39. We'll talk about that more later. Thanks for being with me. Thank you for your support. I'll see you right here tomorrow.